Dear listeners, we had some technical difficulties in recording this episode, so we recorded in a way that we don't normally record, so it might sound a little bit different than you're used to. Um, Please bear with us. Thank you very much. Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about Private Practice Season 4, Episode 5. Episode 5, In or Out, was written by Ayana A. Floyd and directed by Ed Ornelas. It aired on October 21st, 2010. Enjoy! Today, we have a very special guest host on the pod. Please welcome actor, model, and makeup artist, Lauren Albring. Hello! You also forgot that I'm a single cat mom, so um, I'm kind of a quadruple threat, um, as they say. Not to brag, though. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot to mention my niece, Clementine, the most (laughs) beautiful feline in Brooklyn. That's true. It is true. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, So besides all of these uh, skills and responsibilities that you have, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, who are you? Where are you? Stuff like that. Okay, so um, I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, my God, what? I know that's so weird. What? <laughs> yes, Samantha and I actually let's take this back to what two thousand eight, two thousand nine, something along. Oh my god, those no, two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. I apologize. Yeah. We're as old as private practice. As old as time, as they say. Uh, <laughs> Samantha and I met through a mutual friend in high school and we've we've been inseparable ever since it's also really funny because i feel like besides my immediate family no one calls me samantha so lauren is the only one who calls me samantha and it's just like very special am i really yeah yeah everybody else who knows me knows me i feel like calls me sam unless it's like professionally obviously like i use my full name because there are two other sam harris's and there's another samantha harris so i use like my full name but yeah you're the only one who calls me samantha even my mom now calls me sam but it's like my dad all my aunts and uncles and my cousins call me samantha and you oh because i love the extra like dramatics the like the flair of Samantha because Sam could be like anybody. It's just like the name itself is just, you know, it's, it's one syllable. It could be a guy. It could be a lady. It could be anything in between. But Samantha, you deserve all of that introduction, all of those syllables. And the G, you deserve the G and you deserve the Harris at the end. You can't argue with that. Bless your sweet soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I was supposed to say, uh, talk about myself and I started talking about you I'm not mad about it though. <laughs> but yeah tell us about okay so you were born in Pittsburgh just like me Melissa not far away Jackson mm-hmm. was far away but Melissa not far away in Greensburg and um yeah so about yourself about me um Born in Pittsburgh, went to school in Pittsburgh, uh, went to college in Pittsburgh. But the same thing as uh, Samantha Theater. What else, what else about me? I'm a little bit of a creative genius. I'm a dedicated <laughs> single cat mother. I do a lot of working in like events and stuff. Um, I love to make jewelry. I love to do people's makeup, specifically editorial. And I also do, um, if you ever need your headshot makeup done, I'm your girl. I've done Samantha's headshot. Yes, and editorial shoots. 
Yes. And it's some some of my best work and some of her best work, really. Bless your soul. Mm-hmm. I'm vegan. Um, I love to cook. And yeah, like, I don't know what else to say about me. I just want to like give you some extra props because I am not a vegetarian, but like I don't love to eat meat. And Lauren has given me such great inspiration for different forms of protein. Wait, have I? Oh my gosh, yeah. Pasta salad with beans. How could you go wrong? I know, I know. You just make make the best pasta salad. It marinates overnight. Um, Mm -hmm. That's right. So yeah, so we're going to plug her Instagram later, but she's a really funny follow and she also has incredible just like nutrition inspiration. I'm also, fun fact, the very first Beach Houses and Babies subscriber. Patreon, Patreon subscriber. And I, yes. yes. And I still, to this very day, I still subscribe to the very day. How long do you have this podcast again? Like a year? It'll be two years in September. What? It, time flies. I'll tell you. We're in a vortex I, that, of... That $5 a month is worth every single penny. All 500 of them. All 500, 500 of them. Pennies. 500 pennies. I was like, $500? I'm not this getting is... that. <laughs> and I wouldn't let you Ta- give that to taxes. me. <laughs> So I know this answer. How did you come to Grey's and private practice? Like what made you become interested in the Grey's universe? The face she's making right now, dear listeners. Okay. (laughs) There are three constants in life and that is death, taxes, and Samantha will be watching a doctor show whenever I come over to hang out and her mom gives me um, us a plate of hummus and carrots and pretzels. I think that's four constants because I think the doctor show is one and then the hummus and carrots is at fourth constant. Well, I, I, I put it into one constant because it all happens. They both happen. They're, um, not, they're exclusive of each other. So they happen at the same time always. Cause if I, I, if I come over, you are watching the doctor show or even a law and order criminal intent, maybe. And then also your mother, Rosie, love her. Will be. She's listening. Will come, will, okay. Oh, hi, hi, mom. <laughs> hi, Sam's mom. I'm on TV. <laughs> um, and she will bring us hummus, hummus and carrots and pretzels. And if there's any like matzah or something, the matzah ball soup during. When do you make it? When's it during? I make holiday? matzo ball soup year round, but it's like oh, I thought any... it was special holiday. But I get yeah. some of those when whenever they have some of that in the winter. And what other things have you given me? I think I introduced you to seltzer. Seltzer? Did you? Like way back when, before it was popular. I like the bubbles. Is that a, is is seltzer a Jewish thing? No. Uh, no. Oh, okay. I don't think so. What if What if they invented carbonated matzo ball soup? That makes my stomach hurt. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it pro- It would probably really be really good for you if you were sick. Like soup, and then also it's carbonated, like the ginger ale, maybe. Ginger matzo ball soup. I didn't say that. You did. Okay. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) moving on, how much of each have you watched? You're completely new to it. What, like, you're completely new. I'm completely new. This is, I mean, I've, you know, um, sat there while, uh, Samantha watches the show. So I'm not 100% new, but I'm 95% new. Okay. Um, 
but you know it's usually Grey's Anatomy you would always have on yeah. when I come over um so there's that I don't really follow any of it but it's also because I'm a little bit engulfed in like the the hummus and carrots and stuff and and also a lot of phone breaks, but um, and there's my emotional support um, friend for uh, when she watches Grey's Anatomy. Um, but this is my first time watching Private Practice, and I've just watched this episode. However, I was actually able to follow it despite not seeing all of the seasons or episodes beforehand. I specifically picked you for this episode. Like I picked you for a reason. I Could knew. You tell? I knew. Th- that you did yeah I was like Jesus oh my god do these people ever like why are you so horny it's like I childbirth would it sucks all the horny out of me if I if I was in the first place and then to give birth I'm turned off I'm sorry I don't, I'm like how can you be in a facility it's constant childbirth and like stakes are high and uh the baby's sick and all this and that and then you get horny it makes no sense to me personally but I mean, I'm a child of God, so maybe I'm a bit different. <laughs> she, she's laughing. She knows that I'm not. <laughs> you have a full Catholic school education. I do. I do. And I forgot the Bible already. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm blessed and favored. Love it so much. <laughs> so what do you know about Grays and private practice? I know that Private Practice is a spinoff of Grey's. I know that because I read it in the description on Hulu. I love that's this. All I, that's all, that's all <laughs> I know. Do you know who, who my favorite characters are? Um, the main lady, maybe. Tay Diggs. And the, the horniest girl. The, the younger one. Amelia. I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing. These are all okay. guesses. Okay, okay. I mean, is it true? I, it is. It is. I have more favorite characters than that, but you didn't pick any of my least favorite characters, but they also, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with you. And I feel like our listeners are going to really like this because um, we've had, I, I, we've had a cornucopia of guests so far while Melissa is at Berkeley Rep working. And some listeners have been like, I miss when people didn't know anything about private practice. So I feel like you are really fulfilling that niche need. Oh, I know. Oh, absolutely nothing. I am a blank slate. Mold me. I'm I'm so excited. But you are like adept at understanding human everything. Like yeah, human of physiology. Not not that you're a doctor, not in that way, but I mean like mm-hmm. I I would I like to people watch with you because you understand human everything. I do. As, as actors. Is it not really yes. even is that is that on our job? To understand the human psyche. Yes. Empathizing with the human condition. That's what we're mm-hmm. here for. I'm an empath. <laughs> I'm, not like, I'm not like other girls. I'm an empath. Do you have a favorite Shondaland character? So knowing, like, I know you've watched this episode and you've only like half watched other things. But the mm-hmm. shows, the Shonda shows include Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, Station 19, Scandal, how to Get Away with Murder, For the People, The Catch, and Off the Map. So I've somehow never watched any of those. I know people love Scandal. I know people go, Chris, that's the Carrie Washington one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. How to Get Away with Murder. I know Viola Davis is in that, and I do like 
Viola Davis. I think she's a uh, genius. I think we did a movie beautiful. with her. Yes, we did. Yeah. I would even be willing to include Bridgerton in this or Inventing Anna. That- have you seen those? Oh, I have seen Inventing Anna. Loved it. Oh my God, Julia Garner killed me with the accent. <laughs> she was hilarious in that role. Since you're not obsessed with this universe of shows, mm-hmm. what are your favorite shows all time currently? I love The Office. I am very deeply an Office girl. I think I've watched the whole thing uh, four uh, four times. Um, More right than now, four times. <laughs> four I, times I say, in a say, month, maybe. I, I say four times lightly. Oh, I love Nathan Fielder, and he has this new show called The Rehearsal on HBO that I've been very much looking forward to every Friday at 11 p.m., I'm a big Nathan for you girl. I've watched every episode. I don't know how many times. Um, it never stops being funny to me. I actually just started in the past couple of months watching um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. My dear friend, I watch. Um, he he really likes uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. So whenever I go see him, we always watch that. So your dear friend. Yes, my my dear friend. Mm-hmm. Believe it at that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Are you reading any good books at the moment? I'm reading. I actually got a um I got this free book. I went to the Mothfall. Well, when I say went to, you I mean it. I worked it. I was a yeah. server there at the Mothfall. <laughs> and the um the the guest of honor was David Byrne, who's a musician and such. And so he has they were giving out free copies of his book and um, they gave one to me. I was like, am I even allowed this? Like I'm a server. They're like, yeah, have it. And I've been, I've been reading it and I really, really love it. It's really good. How, how music works. I think something like that. Burn or burns. B-Y-R-N-E. Like, like Rose Byrne the same way. Not related. I looked it, I looked it up. I'm going to put that in our show notes for our dear listeners to look. Okay. What are your other favorite podcasts? Oh, my goodness. I love Las, Cultura- Las Culturistas. Me too. Um, sorry, but I knew Bo and Yang way before you guys did. I feel um, like everybody in New York did in, like, our community. Matt Rogers, Las Culturistas, love him as well. I love um, Why Won't You Date Me, Nicole Byers oh, podcast. My favorite. I know, you, I know you love that one. Sam put me on to that one, and oh my god, Nicole Byer is just like such an absolute unique gem, and of course everybody knows her from Girl Code, but she's so much more than that, Yeah, just like by herself, and what's the show that she's on? Oh, Nailed It. <laughs> That's a good one, too. I do really like Nailed It. Her commentary can't be beat. Surely can't. Do you have anything to promote? Do I have anything to promote JoJo's debut album? I will. I, Sam knows I won't stop talking about this, and I never will. 2004, JoJo Levesque. She came. She exploded onto the charts. Leave, get out. Everybody knows that everybody right now. loves that song. But that entire album, front to back, is just such. It's just such a gorgeous album. I literally have. My friend bought me a vinyl. It's framed on my wall. I have a, a JoJo debut album, 2004, framed on my wall. That's how serious I am about this. And I saw her live a couple months ago in March. 
she just keeps getting better and better. I truly believe that she's one of the best vocalists of this decade. And that's a hill that I'll die on. There's not too many hills that I'll die on because I personally believe that I'm too cute to die, especially on a hill. But this is a hill that I'll die on. <laughs> it's on Apple Music, but it's not listed in the albums. You have to go to the top songs and then you click see all and then you scroll down to the original Leave Get Out and from there you can see the whole original album. You got to listen to it. Do you know that Melissa also will die on the hill of Jojo? Uh, oh, will she? Yeah. Oh, we'll Oh, we'll both be on that hill together. It's I'm two against text one. Her. Us against the world. Us against the world. Oh, that's another thing. Play. That's play. Oh play. All of their discography is on um, Apple Music as well. Actually, I think I should start my own JoJo podcast because I could, you know that I could go on. You could. I could go on and I will if you don't stop me. But I'm going to stop me because we have to get to the beach houses and the babies even. But I think before we do, I think we need to just alert our community mm-hmm. that you also are a Hillary Duff stan like me and Melissa. Of course. Naturally. Who would? That was be? actually my fr- my first concert was Hillary Duff and I made like my own screen printed t-shirt. Do you kn- do you remember that like iron-on paper that you could yes. buy? And so I printed on my old super old like HP computer when I was like 12 years maybe even 10 years old, printed out a picture of Hillary Duff, uh, ironed it onto a white t-shirt that I got at like a limited two or something to mm. wear to my first concert and I got like a matching newsboy cap. I have I have the picture somewhere. I'm going to find it, the picture of me going to my first concert. And it's just like the most 2000, 2003 picture of all time with like the newsboy caps. I love those. And like a skirt. The <laughs> skirt with the pants underneath. T-shirt. And I actually made a poster. I cut out all these pictures of her from magazine, J14, Tiger Eat, whatever, glued them on a poster and used my, gl- my glitter glue and all this and that and put rhinestones on it and I was going to take it there my my dad took me there and he had to stay with me the whole time and I wanted to bring my poster and he said I couldn't bring my poster (gasps) and he said the reason is because she already knows what she looks like and made me leave the poster at home that I spent hours making just because he didn't want to deal with having it there or something I've recovered. No, I talked to my therapist. Said, I'm over it. I'm over it. I don't care. I, I don't do care anymore. I have to say, I'm over I'm, it. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that story. Because <laughs> she already knows it. No, to not be because. She... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, because she already knows uh, what she looks like is. I mean, to be fair, she already does know what she looks like. But like how much of a my dad is that thing to, is, to say? Yeah, I, I was going to say I'm not surprised <laughs> of that story because she already knows what she looks like. I'm sur- I'm not surprised by that story because I know your father. <laughs> All right. So our last question for Miss Lauren is, mm-hmm. where do we find you online? I'm on Instagram at lauren.assance. So it's like Lauren and Renaissance together. No, not Beyonce. I actually. You had it for a long time. Been, I've, I've had it for a while. Um. So it's lauren.aissance is my Instagram. Or if you want to see my um, my makeup art, that's at Lauren A-M-U-A on Instagram. I think you're still it's, Laura Bucks on Twitter. No, I'm uh, uh, I'm Pog with a blog uh, underscore. 
P-A-W-G with a blog underscore is my Twitter. All right. So our patient breakdown for Lauren's first ever episode of Private Practice. We have first notes and miscellaneous per usual. Then we're talking about Tracy Woods, who is pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then we're talking about Kyla Woods, who has a pleuropulmonary blastoma. They're going to be in one little section together since they're mother and daughter. And then we have Lewis Mm -hmm. Cartwright with talk therapy. Noted. Yes. What's your first note? My first note? Okay. I have, I have, well, my very, very first note that I just, when I was watching the episode, the very first note that I wrote down is, yes, they are in the elevator for a long time. Yes, they sure are. They how sure many, are. How many floors does that hospital have? They're and on the third the floor. elevator in a perfect line like that? <laughs> That's a little, I mean, I get the camera and stuff, but like, let's be let's be like a little bit real yeah just a why aren't real. they on their phones that's the that's the the least realistic of it all 2010 2010 that's right this, this is 2010 when everybody stood in a perfect line while had... inside of the elevator for five minutes yes i well first of all <laughs> they're on the third and fourth floor of this building which answers your first okay. question Second question, in 2010, I had a Blackberry curve, a pink Blackberry curve. You had a sidekick, <laughs> I, didn't you? I had, no, I had, I think it was a curve, but it was a, a, a white one. Yeah. We BBM'd. Yeah, that's true. There was no scrolling on that. It was just, it was just BBMing. Yeah, it took like a good two minutes to get to any internet mm-hmm. and it like was HTML. It wasn't. Like you can elevators have notoriously bad um, service. Yeah, so that's that. Mm -hmm. What is that? Yeah, my first note is they're all wearing jackets and none of them are meant for warmth. And then I started to (laughs) imagine blazers. Yes, blazers. I started to imagine violet sleeves. They're like the wide sleeves in the wind. Mm -hmm. And I just saw her like blowing up like one of those things outside of a car dealership being like whoa because uh, the wind was filling up her sleeves i do love a like, good oh. i do love a good a noodle man i do love me a really good noodle man outside As the Kia dealership or something love it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then addison was talking about sam and said that he has no flaws and um which one's which one's sam tay Diggs. okay but yeah that's oh yes that whole thing Yes. Yes. I can name about six of Sam's flaws like off the top of my head. So I'm not sure why Addison can't. I mean, I know why she can't, but I don't quite understand why she's vocalizing. Okay. Well, since it's my first time watching this. Yes. What what are his flaws? I got to say, I didn't recognize Tay Diggs at first. I was like, who's that good looking man? Wait a minute. Because I'm used to seeing Tay Diggs with like a hat. And yeah, Stephanie has like the glasses sometimes. Yeah, I didn't recognize him at first, but he looks really good. He was glowing. He looked. Mm-hmm. He, he really moisturized the top of his head that day. Yeah, we always talk about how good the hair and makeup is on this show. Mm-hmm. His flaws. Well, um, in our last episode, we found out that he just likes to decide who he will save in surgery and who he will not save in surgery. Uh, that's... What do you mean? So there was 
like a flashback to medical school and there was a child molester and he just like decided not to save him. Uh, bro, I mean, like, I get it, but I think as a doctor, it's not, that's like not your job to. Yeah, you're not a judge. Pick and jury choose. Yeah. 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 So that's flaw number one. Flaw number two is he used to be married to Addison's best friend. Uh, and he just like decided. She uh, she's currently out of the show on Foundation Business, but it's Audra McDonald. Okay. Okay. Lo- love Audra. Of course. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he just like decided he didn't want to be married anymore, but he's been consistently dating other people since then. And like they have a daughter together and now a granddaughter together. And they just like, he just decides that he doesn't want to be married Granddaughter? anymore. Granddaughter? Yeah. Their 15 year old daughter got married and had a baby. <laughs> Welcome to season oh, three. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, goodness gracious. Hmm. Yeah. You missed a lot. That's what you missed yeah, on yeah. Glee. That's. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, I would say that's a little bit of a flaw. I'm trying not to judge because we all have different circumstances. But um, I want to say that's a, it's not a great one. Yeah. It's not a great one. It's not somebody that I would personally choose to be involved in, but that is her business. Yeah, and like not that – first of all, not that I don't like Sam and Addison together because I think that they're adorable. Um, mm-hmm. But all this is to say – not that I'm ever, you know, interested in anyone that you're seeing, but I wouldn't pursue them. Yeah. I wouldn't that's pursue like, your ex-husband. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. To me, that's like mm, a very, very hard line. There's no gray area there. No. No. Mm, no, absolutely not. Nope. Yeah. If I said the name Mark Sloan, would you know who that is, what that means? I I wouldn't I wouldn't does it bring a bell at all all I would say is aren't there enough marks in the world there's enough of marks there's enough of mics there's enough of Chris's you need to invent some new names that's the that's the only note that I have so you don't recognize Mark Sloan as the guy who I'm like madly in love with from Grey's Anatomy I couldn't name a single person on Grey's Anatomy okay maybe I get get that confused with house they're both doctor shows to me She's so disgusting. (laughs) I'm (laughs) speechless. I'm without words. Okay, I'm gonna try. I know. I know that there's a Meredith Grey, right? Yeah, we don't really care about her. Okay, sorry. My bad. (laughs) No, no, no. That's fine. I mean, like. Of all the characters in the universe, I feel like she's not the most interesting one, is all I'm saying. Okay. I, I only know, not because of you, because of Taylor Swift's cat. Oh, of course. Meredith Grey and uh, Olivia Benson. Yes. That's that's how I, that, that's the other word. That's the yeah. other lady that I, I couldn't pick her out in a lineup, but I know those names. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I don't think it's worth going into the entire backstory, but okay. um, our... Dear listeners, will agree, I believe. Okay. That it's weird that Addie calls Mark Mark Sloan. Oh yeah, for sure. Like a he's not a first. Yeah, he's not a firsty lasty. It's just Mark. Like yeah. it's it's Amelia's brother's best friend. 
Yeah, all, all marks I've ever met are they're just like straight up marks. Yeah, but, but also I, like... I think, but I think I, I understand the reason to want to differentiate. There's no other mark in their but, life. Yeah, okay, there's no other mark. Yeah, you just yeah. have to, you have to trust me that like if they say mark, Amelia and Addison are picturing the same person. They're both okay, I trust intimately you. related to him. Okay. Yeah. It's weird that Addie says Mark Sloan. Like, I don't think she's ever said Mark Sloan, except maybe to, like, an intern or a patient or something. Like, it's just Mark. Yeah, babe, it's just Mark. Like, calm down. Yeah. Take it back a couple of notches. My last first note is that Amelia's smile is contagious, and I think you'll agree. Um, I, I didn't smile. If that's what, I mean, contagious, I didn't smile. <gasps> I did. I'm glad that you did. It's contagious to you, but me, I got vaccinated and boosted. So oh, I am Wow. I'm not it had no it had no effect on me. I'm sorry. Very okay. pretty lady. They're they're all, all of the actresses are very pretty. As to be expected. Mm-hmm. What's the, the, the blonde one? Charlotte, love of my life. Yes, the the southern one. She was mm-hmm. really pretty. Mm-hmm. I do love her. Okay, Tracy was a little bit too composed while giving birth. And also, I, I think the dad is wearing a wig. I He has the very, like, 2010 Bieber hair. Yeah, he kind of had this, like, like something you'd expect on, like, an Abercrombie model, like, that type of hair. Exactly, exactly. It looks like they, like, really fully plopped that on. The most voluminous one that they could find in storage, they put that on his head. I just thought it was weird that he was recording the birth from that angle. Yeah, I was like... Uh, you you want to remember this this for life that part? No, take it. No, or wrong angle, sir. Wrong angle, sir. Yeah, she looked a little bit too pretty or pretty while um while giving birth. That made no sense to me. I was confused why a neurosurgeon was in the delivery room for a seemingly healthy birth. Amelia, <laughs> Amelia is a neurosurgeon. Okay, 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 okay. Oh yeah, she is. I have some notes on her for later. Yeah, crazy. it's it's also that's hilarious that you say that. Actually, um, <laughs> it's also weird that they didn't have a fetal heart monitor. I feel like they always have a fetal heart monitor for a delivery in like a medical setting. I might be wrong. I mean, I've never, I can't say I've spent too much time in the neonatal uh, wing and seen anybody give birth once, let alone multiple times. To agree with you on that. But I do trust you because you've watched every doctor show that there is. You could practically be a doctor. I think you could be like an honorary doctor. A friend got me a mug like during like April, May 2020 when, you know, I was convinced that my career was gone forever. She got me a, um, a mug that says something like, trust me, I'm, I'm a I surgeon. play a doctor. I play one on TV. That no, it's a, it says something like I've seen – Every episode of Grey's Anatomy, I'm basically a surgeon. Like, trust me. <laughs> I if 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 I were like hemorrhaging, much like Tracy, I would absolutely trust you to save my life. Yeah. If there yeah. were if there were no doctor around, it's uh, honorary Doctor Sam to the rescue. Samantha, sorry, Doctor Samantha. Wow. <laughs> I hope that we're never in that position, but in the world we live in, you know who knows? I better here. I need to find some wood to knock on. Okay, we're good. We're good. Amazing. Amazing. When the baby has 
I don't know if it's a CT scan, MRI, whatever, some sort of imaging to see the tumor. Amelia says, Oh my gosh, she was fangirling a tumor. Yeah, well, that's what she does. <laughs> and the like, mm, stakes are kind of high, sweet sweetheart. This isn't a Jonas Brothers concert. This isn't a One Direction concert. Like, fangirling a, a, a tumor on a newborn. But I she could fix judging. it. She could fix it. She didn't, though. No, but like, she could. And she knew that they could. So it's not like she was like, that's beautiful. This baby's going to die. Because she's a neurosurgeon. And Addison is a neonatal surgeon. She's double board certified, actually. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) But a reminder before I say this, that we are a Grey's Anatomy spoiler podcast. We are not a private practice spoiler podcast. But if it has happened on Grey's Anatomy, we can talk about it. Seven years after this episode airs, Amelia discovers that she has a tumor. It's benign, but she has a tumor. A tumor, And she says the same thing. It's a beautiful tumor. She says the same <laughs> thing. And our friends at Beyond Call Room just covered that episode. So I suggest everyone listen to it if they're interested in what our friends Brie and Abby have to say. Oh, I also, that moment when Sam was like, perfect doesn't exist and he looked at addison all at that point i was like what is his deal because i was still like the beginning ish of the episode yeah that, like, while I we're it, on it. i'm like oh my god like <laughs> there's a, a a baby has a tumor and you're making this a little bit about your relationship let's yeah stop that yeah <laughs> I, that's a flaw. There's flaw number seven. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone has flaws except for me, so I'm happy to point them out. Right? He's saying perfect. It doesn't exist. Like, he's literally never met us. So, yeah. I'm sorry. That's another flaw for him. Addison making flirty eyes at this oncologist the second <gasps> that he walks in. I can't with her right now. What's his name? Shel- Sheldon, was it? That's Amelia. Addison is oh, the redhead. Wait, who we're yes. Oh my God. Who is the one that she was looking at? The oncologist, the the cancer doctor, in the hospital. But what's their name? I don't know. He, we've never seen. Oh, him okay. 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 I don't real. I don't remember that part. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Um, okay. I I am like a little bit more acquainted with the show than you are, so I would expect okay. to pick up on a few more details than you. <laughs> After she makes flirty eyes with him. Then she immediately butts heads with him on treatment. And oh, I was like, that guy. Yeah. He was, he's hot. Yes. He is yes. hot. He has a good head of hair, too. It looked real, though. Yeah. Mm hmm. It did. It did. Why aren't my doctors ever that hot? How often do you go to the doctor? Um, not really very often because I have pretty bad health care. Um, but in America. But um, <laughs> mm, yeah, my doctors never look like that. I love it when Charlotte calls Addison Montgomery. Montgomery. I what love that that's her last name. Oh, okay. But I love when she calls her by her last name. It really makes my heart pitter patter. If I said to you, hypertensive, do you know what that means? I know what hyper means, but as far as tensive, I guess it would be some sort of medical term for. Uh, what's it like above the normal something? Woot woot! She's beautiful and intelligent. 
Not me learning my my like Latin root words against my will in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so hypertensive is high blood pressure and mm-hmm. hypotensive is low blood pressure. That's but true. I just feel like the words should not be that similar because like mm-hmm. in a high stress situation, hyper and hi- hypertensive, hypotensive sounds like so they similar. They the same. And it even has high at the beginning. So high yeah. – should mean high and low should mean low. What they need to change it to like like a low po, lipo, low potensive. Dear listeners, or what so- is low in <laughs> Latin? Please let us know. Thank you, because that's what we're gonna change low blood pressure to. Besides hypertensive and hypotensive, because I just feel like that should. Be I feel changed. like low should mean low and high should mean high. Yeah. Am, am I crazy? Am I crazy? I think well, yes, but sense. not because of this. <laughs> For other reasons that we will not be discussing. <laughs> yeah. That's for patrons only. <laughs> I am confused on the timeline between Kyla being born and Tracy mm-hmm. having the hemorrhage. Because she's like up walking around. They've had time to contact this specialist. I'm confused how long it's been since delivery that Tracy has the hemorrhage and passes out? I mean, to me, this kind of, this kind of came across, it was probably like this whole thing was about a two ish to three day period. Yeah. So I would expect it to be like the next day or the day after that, like you said, Mm -hmm. but that makes me really nervous that you can just like bleed out from childbirth days after you've had the child with no warning. That makes me really nervous. And, and they, the, the doctors disappear from the room what must have been a minute. And then they go back and she's completely on the floor. Yeah. Do you like feel a little funny before you have a hemorrhage or anything? Or is this just lickety split, now you're on the floor type thing? As a television certified doctor, I would say. <laughs> certified by AEA. <laughs> <laughs> equity certified mm-hmm. medical associate i would say you like i don't know feel like tingly i i literally don't know i mean if you have a hemorrhage maybe do you have like like a lo- like low r- blood pressure beforehand maybe you feel like dizzy and stuff like you're hypotensive uh yes or low potensive even yeah i would guess I feel like mm-hmm. the podcast ghosts are screaming. Do they at have me right any? Now. Do they have any doctors like on, in the writers' room? Be like, yeah, that makes sense, or no, that doesn't yeah. happen in real life. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, yeah, I want to trust them, but that just seemed a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, but what do I know? I just yeah. play doctor on TV. When they're in the break room, so um, Cooper and Charlotte are a couple, and Addison mm-hmm. and Sam are a couple. Yes. Cooper's just eating snacks while Charlotte and Addison are fighting back and forth. And he and mm-hmm. Sam look like they're watching a basketball game. Their eyes go one way, the other way, the other way. Oh, my God. Way. I was like, world star. It was so funny. I was like, this is one very special double date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any more notes about Tracy? I feel like I've dominated the conversation. About her specific, no, I didn't really have any additional additional notes. Just she how did a good job. She looked during delivery. Yeah, I feel like she like like had a break to like 
she had the glam team come in and like powder her nose a little bit in between contractions. That's kind of what it was giving me. If I were to give birth, I think I'd probably be screaming at the top of my lungs and screaming at my husband even harder. I just really enjoy you. That's all I hear. (laughs) I really appreciated when Sam was talking to the parents and said, make a decision, right or wrong, do it together. So basically, Mm -hmm. the parents were fighting and Sam is like, as long as you make the decision together, it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool of him. So because otherwise I was like, I I kind of was not feeling dad on this whole situation, arguing with mom about what they should and shouldn't do. And I'm like, um, she's the one that literally gave birth. She did, I want to say, kind of most of the work here. So maybe you should leave the decision to her a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. That's just me. I did get when she was unconscious, I got him wanting to make the safer choice. I understood mm-hmm. that. But once... But them... that's like low-key, like going behind her back, kind of. Yeah, but they hadn't officially made the decision. It just seemed like they were lead- leaning that way, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But whenever she wakes up from her being passed out or whatever and then he walks in he's like oh what are you doing here to addison and uh tracy's like she is our doctor and he didn't react to his wife finally waking up because just before that he was so worried his wife was not going to wake up and his wife wakes up and the first thing he's he's just like annoyed that the doctor is there yeah and he like looked kind of like side like like he was trying to get away with something and his plan wasn't working out that's what i did not like he like clearly made the choice. It wasn't, I, I think, necessarily about oh, we're um, the time is ticking down to make the decision or something like that. I don't think it was that because his reaction to his wife waking up was like rats foiled again, a Scooby Doo villain, <laughs> right? My last note about Tracy, Kyla, and said father, whose name I is escaping me. I'm really proud of Addison for turning down the oncologist's date. Addison is kind of like a self-proclaimed cheater, uh, and I'm really proud of her for not taking the oncologist up on his date offer. Very, very proud of her for that. I guess I am too, but like the whole conversation where she was like, no, because I'm like seeing this guy and like, um, I have a, a and she like, they just say, oh, no, thank you. I'm involved with somebody and keep it to that. She like did. A li- like a little bit too much. I think you just made this guy uh, feel kind of weird. I feel like that was for television. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah. personality-wise for Addison, it was a big step for her to turn him down. And well, not I'm be like, I'm seeing someone, but I'll still go out with you. And just yeah, like, yeah, let yeah, it yeah. go from there. It was a big, a big step for her. That's good. Claps. Claps for personal growth. Claps for Addie. Yay, spirit stick. <laughs> Moving on to Lewis Cartwright. He didn't mm-hmm. have a diagnosis on the wiki page. Uh, so I just put talk therapy because it's not like he's, you know, has a diagnosis, but that's his treatment as talk therapy. So my first note is that re-entry into society after incarceration is something that is not talked about enough, and I'm really glad that 
private practice shed light on it, especially in this way. Um, it wasn't sugarcoated. It wasn't like, oh, happily ever after forever. They went through the ebbs and flows of, I feel like, more authentically what it would be like. Yeah, that was, I, I really liked that plot line there. I can't say that it's a plot, you know, that I've ever come across in any television that I've ever watched. But I definitely see where he's coming from because it is the truth that prisoners aren't supported after they let out, no matter how good or, or uh, quote unquote good or bad they were in prison. Like they really just give you like a t-shirt, pants, usually like 200 bucks. Go figure it out. How do you figure it out other than doing more crime? If you've been in prison your entire adult life, like I really like yeah. the scene when they were in the coffee shop and he was like, what happened? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because... I think that when I walk into coffee shops sometimes and I've been I'm in so, society. I'm so excited for him to find out about all the different milks we have now, though. I personally think that Lewis would be an almond milk man. I think Why do you that say that? I think he'd appreciate the extra protein involved in that milk. I think that he would really appreciate the extra texture in that milk I think that he would be either he would stick with like whole milk all the way like I will make drinks with these milk replacements but I won't drink it he'd either be traditional milk or he'd be like no I love my almond milk I think Lewis's milk journey I think he has a whole milk type of man I think that's a very manly milk when we're talking about dairy whole milk is a very manly milk full of fat and, and proteins and all this. And that is the traditional, it is the OG, it's the mother of dairy milks. And this is coming from a vegan. I can respect that there is an at least an original milk because that's where that's how we got to oat milk. So we needed the original foundational milk of which is whole milk. So I, I think he would milk. stick for that. And as he continues to go back into society a little more, and now that he is becoming a barista, his uh, 23-year-old co-worker would be like, oh, they have oat milk now. Have you heard? It's one of the, be it's one of the best ones. It's, it's milk, but it's not milk. And he's like, let me live life a little bit. And he goes on this uh, milk journey. And I think ultimately he will land on oat milk because it's a little bit, I would say, the thickest of the milkless milk girlies. You know, it has, she has some substance to her. My milk of choice is oat, specifically minor figures, oat milk. If they want to sponsor us, I would be willing to have that conversation. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, oat milk, I, I do feel like she is uh, probably the Beyonce of milkless milks of the moment. But I think um, cashew milk deserves a little bit more because it has a lot of protein and it actually is quite low calorie and it's like a little bit sweet, like naturally just like a little bit sweet. And macadamia nut, um or, or is it hemp? I think no, it's it's hemp. It's actually a little bit sweet too. I think if you're out and they have a hemp milk and you're like, oh, what's this? What's this hemp milk? I think you should try it in a latte. I love. I've milk. I've had it in a matcha latte because they have that at Chacha Matcha. They they do. That's a very that's a very LA drink. Uh, I got matcha, it in New York matcha though. with with hemp milk. Oh, but you got it in New York. Yeah, right in Chelsea, mm. Flatiron. That's true. They do have a Chacha Matcha there. Back to Lewis and his mm -hmm. life journey, not milk journey. <laughs> <laughs> 
when Sheldon says he owes it to himself to go out there and make a life. I'm not going to disagree with that, but I do feel the need to say that he needs support. He can't yes. just like, I can barely figure out how to set up an apartment on my own like you need. I don't even know what a Roth IRA is. Figure out it's how really- to set up Wi-Fi, gas, right? electric. I, can bear- I can't do I- It's difficult. I can't even do that. I couldn't even figure out the, um, the, the Zencaster. And I've been doing this. We grew <laughs> up with technology. I'd start crying and throwing up if I had to start uh, doing Wi-Fi and rent and paying taxes and all that after all doing not all that. And I'd like to say he can't vote, and that should That's right. change. They can't vote, and it's going to be well. Luckily, it worked out for him, but for a, a lot of formerly incarcerated people, it's insanely hard to get a job, and the yeah. ones that you can get don't pay very well. Mm-hmm. And depending on your crime, it's really difficult on a place to live as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta fix it. Gotta fix it, y'all. I do agree with Pete that yeah. the victim of a violent crime probably shouldn't have this particular role. I do think uh-huh. that Violet did a pretty good job with it, but I would maybe suggest another member of the office or another member of the psychology community to do this in the future. It, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it all, we think, works out for Lewis in the end. But if he's asking to stay in, I feel like you should let him stay in. Yeah, because that is his choice. I mean, also, I see her uh, her moral dilemma with that. But at yeah. least she does, you know, take the initiative to help him. Yeah. And it does end up ultimately uh, things, I mean, for, for now, look look pretty up to him. I really appreciate her helping him adjust, but mm-hmm. I mean, the world is hard enough as it is to live in, like arguably a little bit more difficult in 2022 than it was in 2010, but yeah. not having lived in it for 40 years makes it much more difficult. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that she's trying to help him, but it's more than a one person job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I was really confused how Lewis walked past the front desk because I've never been able to do that in any doctor's office I've been to. Like, even if I just have to go to the bathroom, I have to ask the front desk person. The only thing that I can really think of is we haven't gotten to know any of their front desk associates since Dell was a front desk associate. And then we sort of got to know the temps who were um, getting to know the doctors, we'll say. But we haven't... (laughs) We haven't um, known any front desk people, so I'm just going to assume that they're temps and that they were just like, oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. But I was confused how he got back to the office without her being alerted, I guess. Just like, oh, call for you online, too. Or like, Mr. Cartwright coming back to see you, Dr. Turner. (laughs) There's no security here at this hospital. Yeah, um, I wasn't like nervous he was gonna do anything or anything I was just like wait how do because this happened in our last let's have a a touch of protocol perhaps yeah in our last episode also uh, mom and her son came back to see Cooper and they were like you did this and I'm just confused like their admin associates their you know front desk personnel just need to be a little more on the ball of letting people get back to the offices I mean in their defense, I have been a temp, um, a temp, uh, 
front desk girl many times in my life and they quite literally do not tell you anything they say yeah, the phone didn't... rings answer it bye here's how, how you forward it over. to someone yeah that's here's the here's the list of all of the the numbers to forward it to coffee machine is over there bye have a good day literally sometimes they don't mm-hmm. even tell you where the bathroom is you're like mm-hmm. and then people ask you where the bathroom is and you're like mm-hmm. but, uh, actually uh you should know that don't you work here that's the thing i don't but you're behind the desk I don't like I don't work here (laughs) do not work here when Lewis is saying how much he thinks about the girl he killed and how guilty he is about enjoying Uh, anything in life that broke my heart yeah and I also feel like it's proof that he is rehabilitated and should be allowed to live outside of prison Mm -hmm. and then when Violet says it's okay to live Lewis that really Mm -hmm. Yeah, it. that was a pretty hard scene to watch, but yeah. I, I I would say that absolutely definitely proved that, uh, you know, he's done his time. He is, I don't know about rehabilitated because uh, jail in the U.S. isn't exactly about rehabilitation exactly. rather than it is uh, punishment. punishment. So um, I'm glad that he found uh, a slight amount of mental health in there. And was able to think through his actions and this and that. And I think at this point, I don't want to say, I think at this point, he's clearly um, regrets it. And I think now he deserves, he deserves a little bit of peace. He deserves some life. Yeah. Some life to live. And to allow himself to enjoy some things. Mm -hmm. He said he couldn't even enjoy the coffee. Without he thinking couldn't enjoy about her. a fresh breeze, like a, mm-hmm. a cool the breeze. Tre- he said that wa- he said watching the trees and the breeze mm. or something like that. Yeah. When Violet said it's okay to live, Lewis, live, it reminded me of our dear friend of the pod, Science with Sarah, who was our co-host last episode. She has a beautiful tattoo that says, be brave, live. It's a Buffy quote, and it... I feel like Violet saying that line to Lewis has the same energy as when Buffy said it. So I just wanted to make that little connection of great television. Be brave, live. Yeah, be brave, live. It's okay to live, live. Mm -hmm. That's right. And the uh, the other one, this episode was uh, focus on the good. That came up a couple of times. And And uh, Facts. We'll get to it in a minute, but uh, mm-hmm. I may not be perfect, but I'm perfect for you. For you. <laughs> I was like, hey. that was that was a cute moment. He like gra- he like grabbed her waist and whatever, and uh, then it got not so cute after that. But I was gonna I say bl- I can't blame her for it. I can't I f- blame her for it. I'm a little um, surprised. You think it's cute because I feel like you would be like mm, too sweet. Yuck. Whenever, no, whenever they had that conversation in the bed, I think it was closer to the end. He was like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. Me and my brain, I was like, sounds like something that somebody would hurt me would say. Yes. (laughs) Then I was like, okay, this isn't about you. Let's talk objectively. Like, okay, okay, it's cute. It's okay. It's cute. When I don't bring my baggage with me. Okay, it's a little cute. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I have a lot of notes about him saying he won't hurt her and why she thinks he's going to hurt her. But we're going to finish up with our pal Lewis first. I'm almost mm-hmm. done. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. 
yeah again full circle that he is a barista i love that journey for him yeah, i agree that, that cute have you seen those tiktoks and those videos that are like um doing dances with your work bestie and they're always like so different it's like a 16 year old with like gauges and tattoos and like blue hair with his like 80 year old grandma lady work, work i haven't wife. seen that but i can very much relate because like work work is definitely one of those places where there's no rules in terms of work friends yeah yeah it's just I like feel- it's whoever it's who- yeah it's whoever you want there's no age barrier or a- any of that yeah it's not like you're going to have to agree on the same movie i almost feel like work friends are more humanly authentic than like life friends because because i feel like life friends have more to do with what kind of movies you want to watch what kind of books you like your political affiliation and work friends have to do strictly with like how you treat people at like Mm -hmm. a basic human level and your work ethic obviously your work Mm -hmm. ethic as well um not to say that it makes the dream work exactly not to say that life friends are not authentic but I just feel like at like a basic human level not like a culture enjoyment level it's like Mm -hmm. how you treat people and what you do is what makes a work BFF yeah and I think it's kind of like bittersweet you know whenever you leave a job and you have your like work friends that you're no longer going to see. I would say a lot of the jobs I have in Samantha knows I've had just very many. <laughs> My resume looks like a CVS receipt, honestly. Like those friends that you make and you you probably like a lot of the times never see them or like talk to them again. But that doesn't mean that your friendship wasn't real. Like they were there for that moment and it was definitely authentic. And then it it ends and a lot of people that I've I've had friends with at work just because we don't like talk anymore like hang out you know outside of work or anything or any continuation of our friendship we just enjoyed that a couple moments of our life together and then moved on from it and there's nothing attached to it they were just there along the journey a little pit stop. And I think it's a bittersweet, but I think overall it's very beautiful to make that many uh, connections in your life, even if they're just for a short amount of time. Yeah. I'm what were we talking about? <laughs> I can see Lewis having just like a really cool work BFF, whether it be oh, yeah, like, sure. like, Oh my a- God. I got somebody that teaches them about like TikTok and, and Wi-Fi and all the milk. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, like like a 17-year-old like cheerleader. Yeah. That that like has like Billie Eilish hair or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just the most Gen Z um of all time. I need you to remember that an in 2010 e- an e-girl an e-girl uh, an e-girl. There bestie, we go. There we go. In t- 2010 Gen Z would not have been working at Oh, that's true. They didn't have TikTok then. But what is what was 2000? Maybe it was like a Hollister girly. Yeah, it was like yeah. it was kind of like a Hollister girl that like has like a seashell necklaces, or maybe even um, a Victoria's Secret pink yoga pants girl, or a seam girl, one of the, or even a seam girl. Two thousand ten, I think they started to fall off. It was all about the uh, not at my girls. high school. No, not well. You went to a very different high school. <laughs> 
Oh boy. <laughs> How did we get in this conversation again? We were talking about Lewis's work best friend. It's taken up like a third of our podcast <laughs> at this point. Okay, yeah. She wears uh, wet seals, camis, and um, all the, the matching color jewelry. I think she wears big jeans with holes in them. You think that she does? I think she does. And I like think she wears Skechers. Yeah, hot, hot topic pants with Skechers, <laughs> multiple camis, and big I've jewelry. never seen per- a person that shops at Hot Topic wearing Skechers. They wear, like, the big... Doc the, Martens. The, like, no, not even Doc Martens, but the, like, the uh, uh, boots that are quite lit- platform boots. But they so might not be allowed... a foot high. But at work, they might not be allowed to wear those. Oh, that's true. Then, yeah, your mom has to go buy you a pair of Skechers for work. Skechers, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, Pete and Violet mm-hmm. are married, and they've been married since the beginning of this season. But there is so much that they don't know about each other. It oh. blows my mind. Well, how do you know it? Um, I've seen the series. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But also, this is at the very end when Pete says that his mom is in prison and his brother probably is too. Oh, yeah, yeah, She marries this man and this man marries her. Wait, so is that the first time she's finding out about this? Yeah. Wait, what? So she wasn't like, oh, what did you just say? Oh, wait run the tape back a little bit she was just like "Hmm, okay and moved on from there she marries this man without asking about his mother how do you i mean how do you not have a conversation like i would say even on the maybe the first couple of dates you might you might get the uh oh are your parents divorced or not (laughs) conversation yeah but (laughs) like what's Uh, your family like Even like, oh, do you want to send, like, is your mom coming to the wedding? No, I didn't you, invite oh, her. Oh, do you Why have didn't... any siblings? Like, yeah. any of of that stuff? No? Not, none of it. None of it. You didn't not, ask any of that. Not one. That's kind of but... the basics. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not the best decision. I mean, to be fair, in 2010, you didn't have a Tinder to have weird small talk on. So. They meant it work. <laughs> <laughs> My last Even I note, asked my coworkers about their about if they have siblings or something or like pets. Yeah. Okay, girl, make better decisions. Not judging, but though. <laughs> Do you have any more Lewis notes? Do I have any more Lewis notes? No. No. I get where he's coming from, and I'm glad that. Well, I think it was a little bit out of her place to be like, ah, no, <laughs> you're silly. Yeah. Come out of jail. Yeah. But ultimately it did. Uh, it seems like it's working out for him so far. My very last note about Lewis is there's a mm-hmm. podcast that I really love and I've listened for a few years now. It's called Ear Hustle and it comes out of the media center of San Quentin State Prison in California. And it really just sheds light on life in prison and what happens when you come out of prison and, you know, everything having to do with it. Like, if you have a question about it, they'll answer it. Mm -hmm. And I will link that in the show notes. And I hope that all of you give it a listen. On to miscellaneous. Are we talking about Amelia now in the miscellaneous? We sure can. Okay. That... 
I think she deserves a little bit more than a miscellaneous, but I'm the guest. What do I know? Take it away. Tell me everything you want to say about Amelia. Like I said earlier, how can you be that horny in a childbirth facility? That is quite literally the last place on the list of places that make you horny. A childbirth facility, especially as a woman, should... uh, I I change my mind about everything. Whenever, Whenever I see somebody give birth like on TV or something, I'm like, yeah, that's why I don't want to do that because um, I'm not interested in any of that stuff. I, oh my God, when she came after, what was his name? Sheldon? Yeah. When she bust into his office, HR, please. First of all, HR. We have a running joke that there's no HR department at this medical co-op. Obviously, there's, <laughs> obviously there is not. I'm sorry, are they having sex on their lunch break? Because that's exactly what I'm getting. I don't understand how they have the time. Like, every nurse that I've ever met is, like, run down, is, like, all all I do is work and this and that. And these girls, they have perfect blowouts. They're wearing, like, they're wearing, like, glitzy earrings. Charlotte had on all of, she had, like, ten necklaces on. Yeah. And then they're having sex all the time. It makes no sense to me i need to see i need receipts i need a time breakdown of their day that's what i need okay back to amelia she bust into his office and she quite literally said to this man with a straight face by the way because i know i couldn't (laughs) i came here to hump and cut brains and i just ran out of brains (laughs) no brains to cut if somebody busts into your office and said something like that i i think i would laugh before i call security (laughs) (laughs) i'm like was that supposed to turn me on because that was goofy that was goofy ma'am she's really acting like she's never been turned down before and i feel like she hasn't and then i put next to this note like lauren lol 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 You know what that lady needs? That lady needs a cold Sprite. They need, there's, you need something to calm her down. I don't know what's gotten into her. I don't know. I just, something's in the water there. Something is in the water in that place. Surely is. She needs an ice pack. At the end, when Sheldon says, so when you grow up, find me. I really liked that. Because we talk a lot about how Amelia is still so young. And mm-hmm. Sheldon is, is showing she? she's right out of her fellowship. So she's probably like 25, 26. Mm-hmm. But she acts super young. I mean, she acts like she's like 17 with mm-hmm. a gorgeous brain. Yeah, that was like on his end. I was like, thank you for being like a normal man that acts his age in the good way. What's he like 40 something? Yeah. I'm like, thank you for not for not entertaining somebody who I, I don't want to judge, but I want to say girlfriend has probably been through some stuff is is a little bit vulnerable, and I think he read her quite a bit. I don't like the term daddy issues, but there's a couple of issues in there somewhere, and it's just one episode. I don't know all the details because I've only watched one episode, but he kind of read her to filth a little bit, and she was there like like sweating like with her mouth half half open and cannot believe for her life that this man 20 years older than her is turning her down oh that would humble me that would humble me like some pie 
Yeah, that you... was that was, that was great. Very great maturity on his part for sure. But like the call me when you grow up, I was like, how does she not already ruin it for you with that? Um, I came here to uh, uh, cut brains and hump and a prey. You hit the nail so hard on the head, I can't even put it into words. <laughs> intuitive. You're so intuitive. Those are all the notes I have about Amelia. Do you have any more Amelia notes? Let me see. Needs a cold Sprite. Cut into brains. Fangirling the tumor. That is all I have to say about her. Amazing. I, ha- I have a miscellaneous note unrelated to the characters. Yeah. it It's, I think it's Charlotte and her man or something. They're in the, what I assume is a break room and there's this bowl of fruit and it's, the fruit is like so gorgeous. I'm sorry. It like caught me eye. The apples were like fully shiny. I was like, okay, what highlighter are those apples wearing? And they were red delicious, which I personally have a qualm with red delicious i don't think they deserve to be the poster child for apples i would agree i think that um belongs to perhaps honeycrisp pink lady apples granny smith even is fantastic but really? red delicious wow. is quite literally the worst of all the apples but yeah. when people draw an apple they draw a red delicious and i think we just need to change up the status quo I would agree that Honey Honey Crisp needs some more representation in the Apple community. I'm, I mean, they they are they do end up kind of expensive though, and they are pretty big apples. So I get why. I mean, Honey Crisp is not accessible to everybody. But if we're going by poster child, would you not say that mm-hmm. the model for these clothes is not the everyday? model like you're not going to just come across twiggy or um tyra banks or naomi campbell you're not just gonna like normally i mean in life we live we would but what clothes are you talking about is this an ad read no (laughs) (laughs) i was like wait this segue it's a little bit too segueing (laughs) so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna just say that Honeycrisp would be like a Naomi Campbell, a Tyra Banks, a supermodel of the world. Red Delicious but she is have maybe that recognition. Maybe she she doesn't. She doesn't. So perhaps more up and I literally don't Actually, know where I'm I going would with say this. Red Delicious. I don't really know too much about agriculture, but I want to say probably Red Delicious may have been the original Apple, and they say Twiggy was the original supermodel, and no shade to her. Yeah, of course. I'm really glad that Violet brings up Betsy in the break room and takes pause when Cooper says that he wants a child with Charlotte when he just didn't adopt Betsy last week. I was, I, yeah, I was like, who's this Betsy? Who's the dad friend? Wait, who's, what's going on? So Dell was like the heart of the office. He like did everything for everyone. Um, and he died at the end of season three and left his I forget if she's six or six or eight year old daughter. How did he die? As an orphan. He was actually bringing Sam's daughter into the hospital to deliver her baby. And they were in a car accident. The 15 year old? Yeah. They were in a car accident with a drunk driver. And um, Del died. And Maya and her baby almost died too. Oh. Okay. 
So they adopted Dell's uh, daughter after he died. Sure didn't. Sure didn't. Oh, wait, didn't. they didn't. Okay, that's the drama. Oh, what sure they, did they not. They gave her to the state? Yep. Don't do that! Don't do that! Ha- have these people never seen Annie? I, I guess they, they, they haven't. Even, even know, they don't even know when the summit, sun is going to come out. And they gave them to the orphanage? Oh, I'm sick. Oh, she better have been, have been, she better have been adopted by a daddy Warbucks. Maybe they thought, maybe they did see it, and they're like, oh, it's okay. A millionaire will come get her. That's not real life. They're all millionaires, though, probably. That's right. They're doctors. They all should have. Oh, then that's even worse. So then financially, you could probably take care of her. I get that you're working stuff, but, like, I don't know. You, I'm sure you could afford a nanny. A nanny that probably speaks a couple languages. And what do they call au pair or something mm-hmm, actually mm-hmm. au pairs don't get paid very well but it sounds french so i think they make it sounds like they make more but they don't yeah oh i'm I'm mad about that i'm a little mad yeah so we have cooper and charlotte and addison and sam fighting about wanting kids and the whole betsy thing and it's just like kids 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 and i feel like people don't like think about children that much in like their daily lives as adults Kids, 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 uh, like everywhere. I mean, I guess if you're working at a, a a childbirth facility and then you're at the age where, uh, do I want kids? Then I guess it could end up all you do is talk about kids. It could be. Could be. I could see that. My heart was so smiley when Cooper is helping Charlotte when she says, like, I'm not warm. And Cooper mm-hmm. says, they will love you. Mm-hmm. Mm. They will love you. But and then I, I was also a little bit like, I mean, she kind of said that she, like, doesn't want to be a mom. So, like, why are you pressuring somebody to have kids if they don't want to, like, be a mom? Yeah. That happens a lot here. Like, why can't she just, like, not want kids? Yeah. That happens a lot here. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm I'm really, really proud of her for having that conversation. She's just like grown a lot in this episode and I like it. Yeah, I don't I don't like when a man is pressuring a woman to have kids. I'm like, babe, you you don't change the diapers. I mean you should, but a lot of them don't. I mean I feel like Cooper would. Probably. But it's like you gotta do all the stuff with your body and then like the bulk of the work all you know, it falls on the woman. And so a man just like, Can I have a baby pretty please? Especially <laughs> when you could have had one for free and one that's already been, you know, already knows how to walk and eat and, all, and potty trained and all this and that. A, a nice little uh, seven-year-old. And you're like, mm, no, thank you. But it's bad decision making to me. I love that you're going so hard for Betsy Parker and you've never even met her. Like, I love I that. don't even know what she looks like. But Betsy Parker deserves better. She does. She sure does. I had a big old chuckle when Addison said to Sam, be ugly or something. I really had a big chuckle yeah. there. Be ugly or something. I really like that. I mean, Tay Diggs is gorgeous. I would I would probably be frustrated too. I'm like, oh my God, can you like get your handsome all out of my face? I'm trying to like, I'm trying to work here. I'm trying to get ready for work. I can't, yeah. Right? Do you mind if I go remove this uh, tumor real quick? You think you can uh, keep your pants on till then, sir? Gotta save a baby. 
Right. Like, do you mind? I can't believe Addison is wearing a silk top to work in a hospital. I feel like that is just a recipe for disaster with all of the body fluids rolling around I, in the hospital. I literally will not buy silk just for the fact that it just, like, stains so easily. Oh, yeah. And me, oh, I'm the queen of oil stains. And, it, and like, if, I, if I'm wearing silk, oil will be following me. will find I me. Eat, I could be eating something without any oil, a, a drip of grease on it, and it's going to find my way on there. And then you can't get them out. Mm-hmm. You really cannot get No matter what you do, who would have thought some olive oil could be so deadly? I don't expect an answer to this question, but I'm just curious mm-hmm. why Cooper is putting a toy up Lucas's nose. They're like playing together. And the first shot is Cooper just like putting a dinosaur up Lucas's nose. Not actually, but really close. It gave me a chuckle. Where's Kleenex when you need them? Yep. We talked a little bit before about how Sam was like, I will not hurt you. I won't hurt you. You can't see it in the future. He said that over and over again. Because I won't hurt you. Addison literally watched Sam, said Sam, who she's currently with, leave her best friend just because he like felt like it. So I absolutely understand why she is protecting herself. How I understand why she is protecting herself. What, how, yeah. Protecting yourself. You couldn't even protect your best friend, though. No. That's the gag. Yeah. If a man that hurt my best friend came anywhere within a square mile of me, I've never been in, my, in a fight in my life, and that will be my first. I cannot believe these girls. What happened to loyalty? Sam, I know you would never do that to me, and I would never do that to you. I mean, you doing that to me would have to entail me getting a boyfriend first, which doesn't seem, you know. Manifest it. Focus on the good. Focus on the good. <laughs> Focus on the good. <laughs> Do you have any more miscellaneous notes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> miscellaneous. When the first time that Amelia approaches uh, Sheldon, where she like tickles his, you know, wrist or whatever. Her coffee cup was so distracting. Like it had this very ornate design on it. And that's all that I could look at. And it was, it was also huge. It and had like this coffee bean and like all these swirls and whatever around it. Like it looked like wallpaper on the coffee I'm... cup. And I was like, oh my God, like, come on, prop department. Let's speed it up but it was a point of dialogue he said you know we have coffee up here you don't need to buy it downstairs so i think mm-hmm. that they meant for us to focus on the coffee cup i mean you could have made it but that was like it was like really distracting maybe they I, could have made it a little bit smaller or if they wanted to keep it that size you could have had a smaller logo on it i feel like i was focused on her purse i don't remember her purse what's the deal with her like purse? A big slouchy purse Oh my god, that's 2010. What was it? Hobo bags, they called it. Yes. I think they probably shouldn't call it that anymore. Yeah, I'd agree. That's why I said slouchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what they were called. Yeah. The title of this episode is so good. It's called In or Out. And when I was just starting to make our outline for the structure doc, I was like, ha ha ha, in or out, not in and out. Like, ha ha, let's go to in and out. Uh. But as we went through the episode, I realized, are you in or out of the elevator? 
is Lewis in or out of jail? Is the tumor mm. going to stay in or out of Kyla? Are Ooh. Addison and Charlotte Cooper in or out of their relationships? It's a okay, great title. On. I've said it before and I will say it again. This is an Ayana A. Floyd fan podcast. Great connections there, Samantha. Big great, fan. Great connections. Thank you so much. You didn't have any more miscellaneous, did you? I've touched on everything on my list. Amazing. So I have, I have nothing. Okay. So now we are on to Sam's style for the first time in BHAB podcast history, one may say. Sam's style goes to Lucas. He is in a toddler flannel, a graphic tee, and tiny jeans. I think he's also wearing Converse's. They're just adorable. Wow, five stars would recommend. Absolutely would recommend. The way you said tiny jeans, like, obviously they're tiny. Because he's a toddler? Because he's a toddler. Yeah. Would be weird if he had on big jeans, like Lewis's work friend. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell us about our guest star spotlight, please? Guest star spotlight. Okay. Our guest star as Lewis Cartwright is the actor Albert Hall. According to Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia, Albert Hall, he was actually in the original Willie Dynamite movie in Mm. 1973. He's been acting a long time. He was in Malcolm X movie in 1992. His most current work listed on IMDb is 2011, the series Men of a Certain Age as a recurring character. I don't know that one. I've heard of Oh, he of was it. on Days of Our Lives. Love Days. Days of Our Lives as Judge Davis. He was in ER. You just said you need to watch ER, so he was I, in that. I'm on season six of ER. And he was also in Grey's Anatomy. Oh my gosh, they have this man on speed dial. <laughs> it's like, if you ever watch American Horror Story, they would use the same actors like yeah. all over again all the time. It's like Sarah Paulson, she... Her, her and was it Ryan Murphy? Mm-hmm. Oh, there. He he could always call on Sarah Paulson to scream, scream a cry. Oh, Allie McBeal. Back in the day, he was in the Tiger Woods story as Hank Aaron. Oh, Hank Aaron. Uh huh. I think that's that's the only ones that I'm recognizing right now. Oh, he was in Star Trek. The Next Generation, 1989. This man has been very booked and very busy since when, when's his earliest credit? 1968. Wow. One one life to live. That's what it's called. It's a good show as well. Well, thank good you very him. much. Of thank course. Much. Trivia. This episode scored 7.66 million viewers, less than our last episode, but that's about on par for our season four, season three viewership. Now we have our section of this person was this person on Grey's Anatomy, this person was this person, the people who Lauren says are on speed dial. So Albert Hall, who we just learned about, plays Lewis Cartwright. Also played Eugene Foote in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. So this is mm-hmm. early season two. 
it's Burke's favorite musician. Do you remember this? He has a pacemaker. You don't remember this, Lauren, but the no. um, proverbial dear listener. Do you remember this? It's Burke's favorite musician. He has a pacemaker. He says it's messing with his music. I love that episode. David Giontali, I hope I'm saying that right, who plays Daniel Woods, that is Kyla's dad, Tracy's husband, also played mm-hmm. Todd Vernon in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. That is... He absolutely looks like a guy that would, his name would be Todd. Doesn't this he actually, look very much like a Todd? He does. He does. Or Matt. Oh, yeah. He, he's yeah. definitely giving me a Matt. Yes. Not a Mark, though, but definitely a Matt. Not a Mark. We got a Mark already. Mm-hmm. A, Slo- a Sloan, even. A Sloan. A Mark Sloan. I don't want to say it's one of my favorite patient storylines because it doesn't have a happy ending and it mm-hmm. is kind of lumped in with other ones. But this is during Derek's glioma trial, his brain cancer trial. Brain cancer trial? Yes. Um, to oh. cure, To cure the brain cancer or treat the oh, brain cancer. Oh, I thought you meant like a judge trial. I was like, what did he do? Oh, no, no, no. Like a, a clinical trial, like a medical okay. trial. Makes sense. I see why you would think that, though. Yeah, I was like, oh. so this is in season four. He is the boyfriend of the soldier in said study, and the soldier's dad didn't approve. They're both soldiers, and Todd says he's not going to go back to his deployment. He's going to see his boyfriend through the surgery and through the recovery. It's a really beautiful. Unlike Angels in America. True. I a actually bit watched of a... that for the first time. HBO? On my plane, yeah, the HBO one. I watched it for the first time, actually, pretty late, um, on my plane back from Florida. And even though I know what happens and stuff, I'm like, yeah, this makes me mad. It made I me know. mad. Anyway, Lenara Washington, who plays Tracy Woods, went on to play Gretchen McKay in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. So this is a very important character since season 12. Ben delivers her baby in the hallway during that whole code pink missing kid thing lockdown. And it's the last straw that made. (laughs) We're a Grey's Anatomy spoiler podcast. (laughs) This is the last straw that made Ben's suspension from his surgical program. So that's an important character as well. All right. This is when we normally do Melissa's musings. Now we need to think of something for lauren what did i say lauren's leanings let's say lauren's leanings okay i can go with that lauren's leanings. okay and for lauren's leanings what what do i what do i do here so you let me know what you think is going to happen in the future with these characters who you've come to know in the last Mm -hmm. 45 47 minutes okay i do think that Charlotte will decide to have a baby. I think maybe she'll have some sort of experience with a child that makes her decide, um, yes, I want to be a mother. As for Addison, I could see, no, I don't think her and Sam will last. I'm hoping that she will come to her senses if she has any of them. I do hope that she'll come to her senses and being like, uh, wait, this guy dumped my best friend. Um, or was it divorce? Were they married? They were married. Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. And then got with me. And then wait, is the child that he has, is that with her best friend? Yes. Oh, Lord almighty. Okay. Yeah. I'm, 
I, I really, I hope that she comes to her senses. I believe that she will. I think at some point he's going to, maybe he'll do something else that's a little bit sketch. Or does she talk to her best friend still? I would imagine not. No, yeah, they're still buds. Uh, sh- Naomi chose Audra. Naomi said that they can't talk about Sam, but that they can still be friends. But like she won't listen to any of the like relationship talk. I don't blame her at all. Uh, well, yeah, of course not. But, like, I don't understand how you could still be friends with somebody after that. Okay, whatever. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think that she'll come to her senses at one point. Um, he'll probably do something a little bit shadier. And she's going to – it might click for her. Maybe he's not perfect. And maybe he does have a couple of very obvious, glaring, n- neon sign flaws. <laughs> From the very beginning, and then she's like, oh, uh, maybe I should stop this, actually. And maybe after that happens, she'll give a chance to the oncologist with the good hair. Okay. I hope I, I kind of hope she did, because he's, he's cute. Although I didn't, I wasn't obsessed with how he was talking to her about fighting about if they're going to do the chemo, if they're going to do the surgery. But, um... I would say his heart was probably in the right place and just wanting to save the baby's life. Yeah. So Professional I, differences. Yes. And also yeah. they hard they hardly even knew each other. So he just, uh, yeah, uh, I think he, I don't know him too much about him, but I seem like he could be a pretty good guy. We've never um, met him before either. So we've never met all... him before. No. But if he wants to get cancer out of a child, then I would say that might be a start to a good person. Yeah, I'd say that that's a good hypothesis. Mm-hmm. For Amelia, I actually don't think she's going to get with Sheldon. I think maybe he humbled her a little bit too much. And maybe she's like, maybe she'll be like, damn, maybe I need to work on myself a little bit. And maybe she will, perhaps she will find love. Maybe she'll, she'll meet some find love within the office or not within the office i i think it would be nice if somebody had a relationship with somebody outside of the office okay is there a, is there an outlet for that first because it seems like now they're just all dating each other right yeah but I wanna, they've uh, they've dated outside the office too like addison has had plenty of people sam's had people outside the office i kind of want to see her get with somebody that's like the polar opposite of her I want her to get with like okay she's a neurosurgeon I went at 25 that's how can you be a neurosurgeon like 25 anyways maybe she'll get with somebody who's like a a forklift driver just like a, a super like blue collar guy with like good like homegrown values Interesting. I feel like, yeah, I feel like a forklift driver has a lot in common with neurosurgery, though, with the precision that you need and the strength. That's, that's true. It's just on a little bit of a A different, uh, it's a different application. Yeah. Yes, it's a different application. That is true. Maybe he'll bond over that. Maybe like, he'll like see something like really big that needs lifted like a really big rock and he's like oh that's a beautiful rock to lift and that's where they'll connect oh i'm looking forward to it i like that Can why, you why should me? i be writing for this show i know <laughs> well it's no longer on the air so unfortunately you cannot okay yeah that's true did i ask about 
Pete and Violet. Did you tell me that? Not yet. That's what I was in my brain. I was going through the things that I was going to ask you about. And that was in my brain. But then I forgot to actually make it come out of my mouth because you were saying some great things about Amelia. So what no, do you think I about did Pete it. and we Violet? That. I think, I think that perhaps Lewis is, um, he's going to have things going great for himself. And I think maybe he and Fyla will run into each other again and Lewis saves her from something. And then what's his name? Pete, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. And Pete will be like, dang, maybe I was wrong about you. Maybe, maybe uh, formerly incarcerated people are like good people and also humans that deserve love. And perhaps that will, that will help their relationship out. I, I really like your Lauren's leanings. I really like those. You, I thought very long and hard about them, AKA thought about them right now. Right when you figured out what uh-huh. it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, we have our ratings and our MVPs. So I know that these can be a little bit tricky. Who do you think deserves our MVP award for the episode? Hmm. I mean, I think Lewis, I would say, deserves an MVP. Yeah, um, yeah. I think Sheldon deserves a small MVP as well. The silver. Lewis gets the gold. Sheldon gets the silver. Okay. We don't normally do like an Olympic style, but I agree with both of those. I think Lewis absolutely does. I have Charlotte as my MVP because I think she has so much personal and professional growth in this episode, and I'm incredibly proud of her. I'm a Charlotte King stan, and I am very, very, very proud of her for her growth this episode. We can give her the silver, and I think Sheldon can have the bronze, and we'll have Lewis at the top for the gold. That makes sense? Yes, yes. The BHAB Olympics. The BHAB Olympics. Good. I, I do always say a BHAB in my head, and I was like, is that how she says it? I'm, I'm glad I was. I'm glad I was right. <laughs> oh, I have a question. Yes. Where's the beach houses? So they all live in beach houses. We actually didn't see. Well, we saw Sam's bedroom, but Sam and yeah, Addison. Yeah, but it have, wasn't very outside, and so I was like, "Where do they? Is it like they're right on the beach? Uh, they're in Santa Monica. Yeah they they usually uh, show it. They usually show a big like beach backyard." deck situation they're usually just like out there drinking wine taking deep sighs putting their feet sure wear a lot of long sleeves for living in santa monica santa monica does tend to be more windy and cloudy than more inland but i do agree that's why i said jackets that don't provide warmth oh okay Mm -hmm. but also if you think about it doctor's offices and hospitals are often quite heavily air conditioned that's true. And did you know that the the standard uh, temperature that they put it on for like office buildings and stuff, they actually um, found that degree and it was based on a study done in very much a long time ago, whenever shortly after air conditioning was invented about what degrees is like the most comfortable. And it was all based on men because men were <laughs> primarily the ones in the office and they tend to be warmer than us, which is why it's kind of a like a joke that women are always cold. And it's because it's quite literally true. 
You're so full of value. My mind, my mind, my mind. Very proud of you. So my rating for this episode is when you try to put up a tent on the beach, like a sun shielding tent, because Mm -hmm. you have to work together to do it. Everybody has to be on the same page about who's doing what. And if Mm -hmm. you try to do it yourself, it gets a little cumbersome. Mm-hmm. And if one person says, we should start with this section, we should start with this section, and the other one's like, mm, no, we need to. So it's really about working together to get the tent up. Mm-hmm. And not making it about our personal our personal qualms, our yeah. personal things like that, but putting it all aside for the greater good so yeah. that we can work together mm-hmm. and make it happen. Yeah, we're not we're not talking about like, when it comes to Addison and the oncologist, we're not saying, oh, my way is correct and I'm fighting you on this. Not because I know that my way is correct and is best for the patient, but I'm fighting you on this because I know that I'm right. Uh-huh. It you becomes know, an ego thing. Exactly. Exactly. When you're putting up a tent on the beach mm-hmm. with that wind, you really just have to work together. Mm-hmm. What's your rating? I thought you meant rating was like something out of something. So I was going to say it's it's so many somethings out of somethings. Like you That's make fine. Up a, okay. I was the first thing that came to my mind just upon watching my first episode is just sex on the beaches, like the drink. Yeah. And aptly named. And this is my first episode. So I guess I can't really properly rate it in terms of the other episodes, but I really enjoyed it, and I want to say it's um, it's eight out of eight out of ten sex on the beaches. Okay. Mhm. Okay. So before we get to our end credits, the On Call Room podcast, who we talk about all the time, we talk with all the time, have been guests on the show. One of the co-hosts, Abby. She started a GoFundMe for her brother, who is in his early 30s. He's autistic. And a few years ago, his family put him in a group home across the state so he could get the care that he needed at the time. Since then, it has, you know, really come to their attention that although the people at the group home are doing the very best that they can, Trevor really needs to be at home near family. So what Abby and her family are looking to do is buy Trevor a house in his hometown. And it's been all set up that if they can get him a place to live, that they can get the funding for full-time care and help. So there's a GoFundMe so that the Moors can get Trevor his house in Michigan. So I'm going to put that GoFundMe in our show notes. And we have decided to donate our August Patreon benefits to getting Trevor his house. So if you have been on the fence about becoming a patron, supporting the podcast monetarily, now is the time to do that. Because in August, we are going to donate all of our Patreon benefits to Trevor's GoFundMe. If you don't want to join the Patreon for any reason, or if you want to join the Patreon and also donate, again, that'll be in the show notes. Bring Trevor home. Lauren, do you have anything else before we go to our credits? Hmm. 
Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank you, you for, for being here. I was very imposter syndrome before I got here. And I'm like, I don't know the difference. I don't know a beach house from a baby. I, how can I be on the Beach Houses and Babies podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Like, but you welcomed me with with open arms and I very much enjoyed the episode. But I guess I, I will probably have to start from season one now if I want to join you join you on this journey. Wow. We've had so far two guest hosts who are familiar with private practice and three guest hosts who are not. And all three guest hosts who are not have been on their own accord driven to watch it. I am thoroughly impressed. With am I the third practice. or am I the fourth? You're the third because we've had five. You're oh. episode five. Yeah. Oh, wow. You've, you've officially converted me. Is this a cult or something? Absolutely. Absolutely is a cult. <laughs> the Patreon is a cult? <laughs> no. Shondaland is a cult. A shadow. That's true. That's yes. true. I know I know you love you some Shondalands. I do. I do. I have to watch that. I know people, I've, a lot of people said they like how to get away with murder. So I should watch that because I do love Viola Davis. She's uh, she's a star. I feel like and Scandal should... is more up your alley because, what's I mean, that, it is, what's that about? it's not about government, but it's about, like, presidency and control in the U.S. government-ish. Watergate? No, it's a fictional presidency. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Who plays the president? Tony Goldwyn. I think you'd know him to see him. Um, and it's Carrie Washington and a lot of people who are in the various Shondaverses. Okay. Yes. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. And you can follow me, your uh, today's co-host, Lauren, on Instagram <laughs> at lauren.aissance. It's like Lauren and Renaissance put together, but there's a period in it. And then I also have my makeup artistry Instagram, which is Lauren A-M-U-A. And um, I have Twitter, too. It's Hog with a blog underscore Sam will put that in the show notes. Sure will. <laughs> if you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And you can also rate on Spotify now, which is super cool. And sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show, and we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash B-H-A-B podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 4, Episode 6. They're all available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at B-H-A-B podcast or email us at B-H-A-B podcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thank you so much for listening. Um, it was so nice to get to know you, dear listener. And uh, extra note, our, the Behab podcast will actually be back in two weeks. So you have to wait two weeks for another um, B 
beautiful musings of Samantha and will Melissa be back? She's not back quite yet. She's back for episode okay. seven. Okay, I'm looking forward. TGIT! <laughs> Yay! End scene? End scene. Okay, did I do a good job? You did great. You did so Yay. well.